I think we need to applaud Deacon's reading of the Gospel and all those names. And I wanted him to read every one of them because I was thinking of giving you just a brief exposition on each of them. Would that be okay? No, we'll skip that. Um, no, I was a little distracted. I'm going to read something from the, from the Office of Readings today for the priests, for, for all of us, but um, from St. Andrew of Crete. But I was distracted because um, so often you look at, think, for example, of a, of a couple getting married and the, the spouse might say to her, the mother of the other spouse, thanks so much for the gift of your child that I now enjoy for the rest of my life. It's a tremendous gift and I owe it to you. And just to think for a moment of all that is owed to the mother, to the parents of the children, you can really go through that genealogy and thank each one of those for the gift of our salvation. Even some of them who are not so good people, at least we can thank them for the salvation that came through their lineage, through them. And especially our Blessed Mother, it's just amazing when you think about the, um, if you wanted to lift up someone's family genealogy, and you start with maybe the Blessed Mother, and then Jesus, and of course the whole world. So she's the mother of the whole world. So thank you, Blessed Mother, for the salvation of the whole world that we owe to you. And the, the day she was born, that plan began to be in effect. Like for a while, she was in the mind of God. The moment she was born, today her birthday, that plan of God became more and more real. And that, that plan of salvation, the summary, this is St. Andrew of Crete, of the benefits of Christ for us. This is the unveiling of the mystery, the nature, God and man, the deification, man becoming God. But so radiant, so glorious a visitation of God to man needed some prelude of joy. Let's do these feasts. Some prelude of joy to introduce to us the great gift of salvation. The present feast is such. The prelude is the birth of the mother of God. And the concluding act is the union which is destined between, we could say the marriage, which is destined between the Word, Jesus himself, and human nature. A virgin is now born and suckled and molded today, and she is made ready to be mother of God, the King forever. Justifiably, then, is the mystery of this day to be celebrated. Since a double gain will be ours if we do so, we shall be led towards the truth, and we should be led away from a life of slavery to sin and to a rigidity in following the letter of the law. That was something he was talking about in the previous paragraph. How will this be? Clearly, inasmuch as the shadow yields to the presence of the light and grace introduces freedom, the present feast stands on the border between these. It joins us to the truth instead of previous shadows and signs and figures of the Old Testament and it brings in the new in place of the old. Let the whole creation therefore sing praise and dance and unite to celebrate the glories of this day. Today, let there be one common feast of those in heaven and those on earth. Let everything that is in the world and above the world join together in rejoicing. That's what the Mass is. Heaven and earth join together rejoicing. For today, a shrine is built for the creator of the universe. The creature is newly made ready as a divine dwelling for the creator. We just ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts to this great mystery and all that we owe to our Blessed Mother, all that was done for her and also which will eventually be done for us. She was literally the dwelling of God in her womb. We will also, we are through our baptism, the dwelling of God in the temple of our souls. 
We simply want to grow in that awareness of who we are, what's been done, and may the Holy Spirit enkindle the fire in our own hearts in gratitude to God, to His Blessed Mother, and to all those who celebrate with us today on heaven, in heaven and on earth. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.